What's going on, everyone? Welcome to A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. The band is back together. I am your host, Jim Viscardi. Megan Peters is back, and Christian Hoffer never left us. <laughs> he is always here. Because he cares. Overseeing always, us. Always waiting. Always watching. <laughs> well, you had to take it there, didn't you? <laughs> A Wild Podcast Has Appeared debuts every Thursday and is full of all of the Pokemon knowledge that you could ever hope for. We break the show down in uh, two ways. We do a, hit a bunch of news in the first half, and then we do a deep dive in the second half. This week, we've got a bunch of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we have new Pokemon. There's a new Nintendo Switch. There's a bunch of crazy stuff happening in the Pokemon Go world. And Megan got to see the Pokemon movie. I did. Pokemon so, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. So there is a bunch of stuff that we, we have to, to cover. Uh, as always, if you are a fan of this show, make sure you leave a review for us. We may read it. We, we may read it. Mm, yes. Or maybe two or three at the end of the show. And if we do, you get a free t-shirt. Yes. You guys ready to jump into this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Please. can we talk about real first? Well, first... The we need to talk about the new Pokemon first because one of them is super freaking creepy, and the other one and another one of them I really think is adorable, and the third mm. is just super cool. Yeah, I think we yep. you guys probably already know which one I think is super creepy, but can the you Roly get... Poly? Of course, no, that one's my that one's like I think he is adorable. Okay, yeah, no, no, Jim is a staunch advocate of Roly Coley. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I went, I told Megan I was like, oh my gosh. That's my new favorite. Uh, well, this okay. is also our Graveler stand. Basically, so. yeah. Yes, I mean, makes, yeah. makes sense. Uh, Christian, why don't you run through who the new Pokemon are? All right, so uh, we got Roly Coley, of course, which is a new rock-type Pokemon. Kind of looks like a uh, rolling piece of pole with mm-hmm. an eyeball on front. It's very cute. Uh, the, the, big, uh, the, the big thing with this one is that it has a new ability, um, which is called Steam Engine. And whenever it gets hit by a fire or a water type attack, its speed actually goes up. That's so, yeah, my, so that my it, concern of it just being like a lump of coal right now, but having Steam Engine be its ability, aww. is that it's going to evolve into a train of some sort. And then I'll be really sad. I want it to remain like a piece a, of coal. A piece of coal. So, I mean, or we, turn into we, a diamond, like it's like its thing, like it turns oh, into a diamond. Oh, like it gets pressure. Right? It we, gets pressure. We pressure already pressure. have a diamond Pokemon. Wow. I know, but it doesn't start off from coal. It does. Does it? Who? Yeah. The the Deancey is the diamond Pokemon, and, you know, they, they think it's basically when Carbink, which is a coal-esque Pokemon, gets exposed to extreme pressure, it becomes Deancey. I mean, that's already been done, so I think oh. we're going to get our Thomas the Tank Engine uh, Pokemon. <laughs> oh, my, oh, no. My son that would be, be so thrilled. unfortunate. I'm terrified. Uh-huh. Okay, its <laughs> wheels start to pop out from the side of it. <laughs> it just um, becomes like uh-huh. a literal just choo-choo train. <laughs> if that Pokemon's final name is not just choo-choo, what is it? Oh. oh, God. So, I'm going to uh, assume that Alcrime, though, is your creepy Pokemon. Is the creepy one. Dang. Oh, uh, what, what's so creepy about Alcrime? Have you or ever Al- seen Food Wars? <laughs> just, I'm just curious. Shogeki no Soma? Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've heard of it. It is a... Totally PG manga slash anime mm. about children mm. who get into like Iron Chef type cookoffs, and there's no sexual connotations whatsoever. Mm. Did I get that correct, Megan? 
Um, I'll take it. For those who uh, really are just starting to learn about Christian, that was almost entirely sarcasm. Yes, that was completely sarcasm. (laughs) Basically, yeah, Creamy, I'll let you take a hoffer. Well, Creamy is the Food Wars Pokemon. Uh, It is a new fairy-type Pokemon. It is a sentient puff of whooped cream. Mm. Uh, And it basically can secrete whipped cream that people use in their pastries. Um, the, the weird thing about Alcremie is you read its Pokedex uh, or its summary, and it's basically one giant double entendre. It's all about cleaning things, throwing cream in people's eyes. It has a move called Finale. Um, it is, this cream just, is this just the, is this the Pokemon Company just effing with us? Yes. Is that, is I, that I what's going on? God. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. They've probably seen Food Wars, the show Geki no Soma, <laughs> and they were inspired. <laughs> I jest, but I'm also serious. Yeah, no. Someone someone had a lot of dirty giggles when they were making this Pokemon. I swear to God. Like, there, there's no way this thing got through, like, the entire vetting process with at least, like, someone just bracking up. I mean... I told but also, inevitably, someone has to be like, yep, print it. Yep. <laughs> and I guarantee you it was all the like older guys who were like, yep, nope, we're going to do that. <laughs> my favorite thing has just been the response from fans, just barring all the oh NSFW connotations. Yeah. Yes. Like, Be careful when Googling Al Creme because yeah, you're gonna get, on Twitter or whatever, there's a lot of NSFWs. There's already a lot of yeah. uncomfortable things that you will see. But my favorite thing is, like, compared to like when we got the ice cream Pokemon whose name just completely escapes me right now, everyone was so angry about like when that was announced and then all of a sudden our crewmate comes out and they're like, this is our new overlord. We are <laughs> yeah. only, we are only accepting of this Pokemon. And I'm like, what has happened culturally speaking, like to shift us to the point where we could not stand that idea. But now we look at this just literal ball of whipped cream and we're like, you know what? I accept you. <laughs> well, I, I think it's because it looks a lot cuter. I mean, Vanillite and Vanillux, I believe, are the yeah. two Pokemon. Yes, yes, you know, yes. Just one ice cream cone and then two of them stuck together. Um, you know, they're they're basically just floating ice cream cones with like these like doofy looking faces. And how dare you? You know, how creamy. <laughs> this is like a cute. pile of whipped cream with strawberries. Yeah, it's cute. You know, <laughs> like I, I heard the description on Twitter. I personally am not calling it this, but I heard it described as thick with two C's. Oh. Um, so people Why? are <laughs> people are really into this just sentient whipped cream, and and like I love like the fact like the descriptions like pastry chefs love having Al Creamy as their you know Pokemon partner. It's just like oh god, that's not sanitary at all. You know, it just like walks over cakes like leaving trails of whipped cream <laughs> behind, and people eat it. What I- the heck? I just have so many questions, and they're all uncomfortable questions. So I'm going to keep them to myself. <laughs> I can't wait until we see this Pokemon in the anime. Like, I kind of hope that Ash gets one. Um, oh, it's definitely oh. not going to be Ash who gets one, but it's going to be, like, one of his friends or whatnot. And yeah. It's, oh, God. Yeah, it's just going to be, like, a brief, like, like a one-episode filler spinoff of them just being, like, how creamy's, like... I still, adventure. I That's still, terrible. I don't want to talk about it. Even thinking about the anime, I still like, we, like we know that this region is supposed to be a take on like the, you know, Great Britain and whatnot. I still can't wait for the anime to show up to see if they give them like really awful British. <gasps> There's going to be an episode so like the great British bake off, but like <laughs> oh, Al is going to be the judge. If this isn't actually how this ties in, like it's going to be the great British bake off featuring Al <laughs> 
Uh, that that makes so much solved sense. the issue literally for everyone. <laughs> that that is a hundred percent what happened. They went over to Great Britain to get inspiration, and then they just ended up binge watching like two seasons. <laughs> and they said, "What yes. is culturally relevant right now?" And it yes. was just Great British Bake Off all the time. This yes. obviously before uh, uh, Mary Berry left. Oh no, and the split not, happened. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, uh, oh, I'm upset now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset now. But hey, guys, we figured it out. So goals. Here we go. Uh, all right, let's go to the the third Pokemon, uh, Duraludon, which is basically either a uh, it's supposed to be like kind of like the Mecha Godzilla to Tyranitar's Godzilla. Pretty obvious. It, it kind of looks like a lighter in Pokemon form. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were making yes, that comparison. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, people think it would be the uh, pseudo legendary Pokemon of the Galar region. Yes. Oh. Okay. Duraludon is my favorite, but I'm also yeah. like the biggest Godzilla freak. That's true. So like, yeah. Mech, I was like, as soon as we saw it, it was like the description was like, you can often see them in the mountains fight like Tyranitar and Duraludon fighting. I was like, yes. But also, yeah. I was surprised yeah. at like, I can't remember exactly. I looked this up, like what Tyranitar's like general weight is, but like Duraludon's only like 88 pounds. And I'm like, I'm not that strong, but like, I feel like I could yeet a Duraludon if I tried really hard. But. Well, that's probably its baby form. It probably grows up to be this giant, like, mm. crazy thing. Because mm. Tyranitar is not that Tyranitar is not that big, is he? He's he's a hefty little fellow. I, yeah, he's like, not he's not as tall as you would think he is, but he's like girthy. He's, right. He is, as the internet would say, thick with like seven C's. <laughs> <laughs> he is very girthy. Actually, Tyranitar is six foot seven. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I That's didn't think crazy. he was like honestly that that tall. Oh, but yeah, like he's, he's but he weighs a lot from what I remember. Four hundred and forty-five yeah. pounds. Yeah, he weighs like holy moly. Yeah, so like I was thinking of that, I and I was thought like, was smaller. Yeah, no, I was I was just yeah, like no. I was I also was, I only remember that because I always was like oh Larvitar is like really cute and adorable, but then when it <laughs> evolves into Pupitar, it's like weirdly <laughs> big, and I'm like. Yep. What is weighs happening? Like several hundred pounds because it was yeah. like a running joke with uh, like the anime when like there was somebody who was like picking up a pupitar. It's like that that weighs three hundred pounds. Like a ten yeah. year old <laughs> child not be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like they just make that shit up. Like they just they they oh. pull up the Pokedex and they go, eh, let's go with that. Yeah, it's like, and then the anime comes like because you like. You'd have to imagine someone who's writing the anime is looking up its Pokedex thing, looking up its weight, and being they like, are, they oh. They are absolutely not looking up <laughs> no, You're like, putting what? way, way <laughs> too much. How could you? The, the Pokedex is the official record-keeping tool of this entire universe. See, yeah, see you're you assuming the, the anime cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to think, like... The, even in the anime, the Pokedex would say, oh, this guy, this is a big one. He's heavy. And Ash would be like, oh, okay, I won't try and pick well, it up. And then he, he does because Ash <laughs> has superhuman strength. Well, that's right. Because yeah. Ash is eternal. Ash, Ash is, is secretly a legendary Pokemon. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> the, that is the final Pokemon that will ever be announced. <laughs> Whatever, Pokemon 2698, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> that's it. That's the final Pokemon. Called it here. Oh, man. Uh, but yes, yeah, Ludon, that's a thing that exists. Yes, <laughs> I'm a fan immediately. That's uh, my favorite of the three. Moving on, and, and it will, we'll do this before we get to the, the new switches. Um, we need... So over the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about 
the various special moves and different things that this game, uh, the Pokemon games have had, and that this game will have Dynamaxing being the big one for mm-hmm. uh, for Sword and Shield, and how there wasn't going to be Z moves and or Mega Evolutions, but JK because there is kind of Mega Evolutions in. I don't. Know, we're gonna have to figure out how to say this one, but Gigantamaxing. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 you know pronounced how it looks. Um, so this is a variation of Dynamaxing. Um, one big difference is not every Pokemon species can Gigantamax. Um, so they showed off uh, Dreadnought, Alchemy, and Corviknight, all of whom have Gigantamax forms, and it transforms their shape as well as their size. So like Dreadnought goes from being like a uh, four-legged like rock turtle Pokemon to basically um, what what's what. Megan, what's the turtle kaiju? Uh, the big turtle kaiju that's super popular? Oh, yeah. I know what you're um, talking about, but I can't think of the name. Yeah. Uh, it basically turns into that. Um, mm. Corviknight gets like these, like, you know, basically looks like Corviknight, only has red wings. And um, we'll, we'll talk about Alchemy final form later. Um, but in addition to being able to, like, turning into a totally different looking Pokemon, it also gains access to a specific move that's specific to that species. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's kind of like a combination of Mega Evolution, Z-moves, and Dynamaxing. Mm. Uh, the other thing is that not every Pokemon of a Pokemon species that can Gigantamax uh, can actually di- Gigantamax. Only certain specific Pokemon of that species can Gigantamax. So it's mm-hmm. super rare. I'll admit, I like this better than the Dynamaxing, but it's only because I was such a fan of Mega Evolutions, and this mm-hmm. still kind of gives me that feeling that I really wanted. Um, and I, I was, I just, I wish I could see a little more of it, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the story for everything Sword and Shield right now. I just yeah. want to see yeah. a little more of it, so. So so there's like, potential, there's like good news and sort of bad news, right? Where in the sense that, do we, so does this mean that Alcreme and Corviknight do not have evolutions? We don't know. Uh, actually, so that that's kind of interesting because it ties into a rumor that we talked about on the podcast several weeks ago that Jim apparently was present at but never listened to because he keeps <laughs> sending me a link to it. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> this, this, so... There was a rumor which mentioned Gigantamaxing, and it talked about how Pikachu and Meowth and Lapras all will also have Gigantamax forms. Now, as we know, both Pikachu and Meowth are unevolved Pokemon. Well, Pikachu's, you know, technically a middle evolution. But, you know, those are Pokemon that haven't reached their final forms, and Pikachu has a Gigantamax uh, form. So that's not a guarantee. So maybe it's Mm. tied to a device? Like Z-Bands? Well, Z-Bands? Dynamax, they have Dynamax bands. And I think this is just like a variation of that where just certain Pokemon, instead of Dynamaxing traditionally, they Gigantamax instead. Could you imagine if like Ash's Pikachu showed up and then saw another Pikachu Gigantamax and be like, whoa, I can do that? (laughs) I could have done that this whole time? Yes, Pikachu would probably have like a short identity <laughs> like, crisis. Like that's what. Like well, how do you how do you reconcile that one? 
the uh, the big rumor about Gigantamax Pikachu is that it turns back into its chubby original oh. fat Pikachu form. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because they yeah. had like in the old anime, like Team Rocket, they would like oh, make those big Pokemon like mecha suits. Mm-hmm. That's oh, basically yeah. <laughs> like what Pikachu would be. Can you? Oh my god, that's totally going to be how Ash first uses Dynamax. Is they're going to come after him with a mecha. And then yeah. Ash is going to be like, oh, yeah, screw you. And then, like, Pikachu steps on this mecha, destroys it. Yeah. Team Rocket's dead. We move on. Wow, that just got real dark. Why did he kill uh, Team Rocket? Just let him blast off again. I'm sorry, guys. I have no They're idea. They're absolutely going. just going to blast off again. <laughs> Team Rocket. We've not seen the last of Team Rocket. But, yeah, I don't know. The Gigantamax thing. I don't know. Also, I just felt like it was such like an underwhelming like reveal. In compa- I mean, obviously, now that we know Dynamaxing is kind of like, oh, whatever. But well, because they first showed it with like Alcreme and uh, you know, Corviknight looked okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I like yeah, I, I, I love Corviknight, but Corviknight just looked okay. Yeah, he just looked edgier than usual. Yeah, <laughs> he went to Hot yeah. Topic and got some like, <laughs> like red oh, hair dye. Like, I, I need some, like, red eyeliner to go on my black. Um, but, yeah, no, the, and the, the moves are, the, their, their special G-Max moves are pretty cool, too. Like, Dreadnought's move, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, not only damages the opponents, but it also throws, like, the stone spikes on the field. So mm-hmm. any Pokemon mm-hmm. that enters the field gets hurt. Um, Corviknight has the exact opposite effect, where if its move uh, sweeps away anything that could be affecting the field of battle. Um, so it basically resets the field and can clear away those nasty SAS conditions. So they, they should be pretty relevant to the metagame, too, which excites me. Yeah, the only thing I care about, though, is all Creamy's uh, four, which I know you said you were going to talk about later. So it yeah, is just yeah. uh, A+. <laughs> it is something, but we need to save that bill later. Yes, this is this is us telling you to keep listening. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, in news that literally just broke this morning, mm-hmm. yep. Nintendo is putting out new Switch lights mm-hmm. and yeah. will three different colors plus a special Pokemon edition. Yes. Yep. That one will have the uh, mascot legendaries on it. It's only two hundred dollars, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. That's super affordable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I really think they push these out. Um, you, you know, we we've been talking for the last few weeks about how Nintendo's kind of got Game Freak on a timeline. They wanted this Pokemon game to come out by holiday 2019. I mean, we don't know that for certain, but that seems pretty likely. Um, and now we can kind of see why because they want to bundle Pokemon with this new Nintendo Switch Lite. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you don't want to pay 400 bucks for a Nintendo Switch, now you have a 200 dollars option that you can use to play Pokemon on. And that's mm-hmm. pretty freaking. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to fully look at the the release, but does this sit? I imagine this also sits on a dock. It does not. It does, it does not. not. It is basically it is pure just, handheld. So they have just yeah. killed the 3ds. Yeah, it doesn't have like removable Joy Cons or anything. It's basically just purely handheld, like the Wii U pad, but like it works yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's just strictly, and it doesn't have motion controls or anything. Okay. So, um, like some games that are specifically motion controlled centric for the Wii. I mean, for not for the Wii. Get that out of my head. I've been playing Skyward Sword, that's why. Um, for the Switch, um, you will either have to get an additional Joy-Con that has motion controls for the mm-hmm. console, or you can't 
play it on just the light version. Oh, so you but you can yeah. pair additional Joy Cons to this yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can you can pair additional Joy Cons okay. that would have motion controls for those games. Um, but yeah, no, it's strictly just the tablet. Mm-hmm. So nice. yeah, I, I think one looks really, pretty cool. Yeah, it has yeah. Ashian and um, the the mascots are sort of Zamazanta. Zamazenta. Yes, I gotta yeah. admit, I was well, a little disappointed in how it looked. What? The, uh, the, 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 the Pokemon. It? Oh. Yeah, it's like, it's like a blue and pink or like something. I don't know. The, the, the color scheme I was not necessarily a fan of, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of some of the older, uh, like, special 3DSs, which I mm-hmm. think it's deliberately supposed to. I mean, my mm-hmm. 3DS is a um, Zelda one. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I think that uh, some people will buy it. I mean, that, that bundle, the inevitable. Pokemon or Nintendo Switch Lite Pokemon Sword and Shield bundle will just be a freaking. It's going to sell like pan, you know, like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the bundles that'll come out the holidays yeah. for kids. Oh, man. And they'll probably. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if later in the year, even right before Christmas, they if they do another push for um, Let's Go, do a you know themed yeah. ones there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I mean, in the same way that like. I mean, Diamond and Pearl, all, I mean, all those original, like, mobile-specific games, I mean, they, they benefited greatly from these kind of package deals. And yeah. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, the timeline, to have this bundle out, and it makes it way more accessible and affordable for people who just want to play yep. Pokemon. So, RIP 3DS. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been coming for a while. I will just never let mine die because of my Harvest Moon files. <laughs> I can't. They're too important to me at this point. I've sunk too much time. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's probably a more interesting console conversation of what this will do. But in terms of Pokemon, it's a win-win, mm-hmm. I think, really. Oh, sure. So great for them. I'm just waiting for when they release like the Nintendo Switch Lite that looks like a pokedex on the back mm, that's what no. would have gotten me super excited come what on about that in a heartbeat oh yeah i'd pre-order it immediately so that's, my, that's what i'm waiting give me that nostalgia my favorite description of this was a psp vita that everyone wants uh, <laughs> wow Oof. all right on that note let's keep moving on because we got a bunch of a bunch of more stuff to cover uh a sixty thousand dollar pokemon card uh, yeah, just got lost in the mail. Rip. Uh, this is a heartbreaking story. Um, so there is a, you know, it's it's a Mewtwo card. There's only I think like, I'm trying to think how many were made here. I'm looking it up. There's there's estimated that, um, so so the Mewtwo card was originally awarded to the winner of the 1999 Super or Secret Super Battle tournaments in Japan. So um, only. Nine to eighteen of these cards were made, so this is legitimate. You know how you see those like those really terrible articles about like here are the rarest Pokemon cards <laughs> in existence and stuff yeah. like Charizard. Like you can yeah. get a Charizard on eBay. <laughs> yeah. You cannot get one of these cards at all. Um, so it, it it got sold recently and it went missing. And so a one thousand dollar reward is being offered for its safe return, but it got lost in the mail, and that is awful. 
First of all, I feel like the one thousand that's a garbage reward to the actual like <laughs> like, like first I smoke. Did you have insurance on it? I feel like if I had sunk in sixty thousand dollars to buy a Pokemon card, I would have then paid the additional money for a flight to pick up that card <laughs> yeah. in, person in person with a briefcase and some wrist cuffs to make sure that sucker does not get lost. It, you, that's a, you bring up a good point. In no way, shape, six, or form, sixty thousand dollars on a card, you might as well just go pick it up. In no way, shape, or form would I have put that thing in the mail. It's not going to happen. Not yeah, at all. It, and, and so, like, you know, the thing is, is that, like, they actually believe this might be a legitimate, like, theft because the, both the buyer and the seller are, like, known people in the Pokemon community. Like, uh. they're both, like, big collectors. So they think that someone may have just, like, act legitimately stolen it. Like, it didn't get lost in the mail. Someone may have stolen it. Which or it could is, be insurance like, fraud. Yeah, I mean, this is this is just, I mean, that that's a ridiculous amount of money. And if it is an actual theft, I mean, again. Pokemon true crime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, where's Detective Pikachu? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's solve this case. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just, I, I all I know is if I had been in that, I mean, I would have had people, like, if, they, if it had been stolen from, like, man, like, I don't even know, like, how it could have happened. Did somebody, like, get a job with the, like, postal service just to steal this? Like, did Nick Cage orchestrate this? <laughs> like, yeah. I have so many questions. Maybe maybe that uh, recent power outage at the National Archives was all just a giant misdirect so that they could steal this Pokemon card. Like, I mean, And the dang. crazy thing is, like, and I get, you know, I watched, I watched enough White Collar to know uh, that, like, <laughs> you know, if you steal something like this, it's easy to resell it and get your money and, and whatnot. And then to an eclectic collector who's just going to lock it up, you know, yeah, forever but, to look at. But you, when when this the, the thing is with this card is that because it's so rare and yeah. because it has a unique holofoil pattern to it, like this guy who if it was stolen, they will never be able to like resell it legally. Like this will have to this this card will forever go on the Pokemon black market. Yeah. If if that that if that's the intent here. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, it, it it's legitimately a one of a kind card. Yeah. Yeah, there's well, so few. That's what I mean. Like like this is just like wh- wherever this en- this card ends up is just going to be hung up on a wall somewhere just to be looked at because that's how all the white collar yeah. things end. Yeah, it's just going to be like a personal victory of them knowing it was they either stole it. But if we just ignore the fact that this might have been stolen, could you imagine just being this person who like accidentally got this card not knowing its value? Oh right, and if it like just showed up opening in the mail, the to, like, mail. A or something. Yeah, they just like opened the mail and they were like, "Who sent me a Pokemon card?" And then they probably threw it out. Yeah, they threw it out, or they gave it to their kids, no. or maybe it's like someone like like a casual collector who's like, "Oh, this is cool," and they're just keeping it, not knowing <laughs> that they have this. <laughs> immensely rare Pokemon card. But here's the thing. Let's say, so let's say, but let's say you look it up online, right? What do you do? Oh, yeah. Do you keep it? Well, you, you take the $1,000 reward. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be, I would look at it and I would touch it lovingly and take a picture of it with me. And then I would be like, all right. Y'all are way too nice. I know. (laughs) My constant, constant problem in life. Yeah. I mean, by law, I mean, the guy, (laughs) If anyone ever finds out that he has it, the the buyer can legally claim it. Doesn't matter whether or not the guy knew, right? You know, yeah. it, it was lost or not. So I would take the thousand bucks. It's free thousand dollars, all because you know the mail. I would hold it hostage and ask for more money. 
See, that's what we call blackmail in this country, Jim. <laughs> that's what we call blackmail. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I would I would take the money and hopefully the word of my nice cities would get around with the Pokemon community and people would send me plushes of Vaporeon. <laughs> that's all I request, really. <laughs> uh, moving on. There's a bunch of Pokemon Go news. Yeah, so much. Like, a bunch. And the first big one, we everyone is complaining about the timing of the armored Mewtwo announcement because like, why would the Pokemon Company or Niantic announce something uh, on July fourth, not realizing that Anime Expo was going on and yeah, it was basically it was, announced there. Yeah, it was hilarious. I, mean, I personally, I complained about it because I was yes. at fireworks and I said this yes. was going to happen. For the record, I <laughs> yes, you did said this was going to happen. Yes. I straight up called it on last week's podcast. I said that these they were going to go and announce something and that it would happen during my cookout. And it, <laughs> it was even worse. It happened during the fireworks. I can't yep. get to the computer. Yes. I was at Anime Expo when it was literally announced when they were showing the trailer. I'm furiously furiously texting Hoffer, adding him, respond to me, Hoffer. Hoffer, respond. I had someone else on my team write the article, and then I get this lonely message from Hoffer saying, not during my fireworks. And I was like, oh. I mean, I was was, was so ticked off, guys. And I'm just, like, cursing up a storm. Like, my dad's there, and a couple of my friends are with me. And I was just like, I was like, you know, stupid freaking Pokemon company, stupid freaking Neantic. <laughs> <laughs> I will just give me it to pre-write. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I will just say this. Literally, as soon as that was announced, we were in one of the main, like the main event hall for Anime Expo. There were a couple thousand people in there. Literally, everyone got their phone. It was, <laughs> like, is it here? Can yeah. I have it now? Yeah, at that point, they hadn't announced when exactly it was going to mm-hmm. happen or if it was going to be an event um, pre, like, mm-hmm. pre-screen. Like, you could catch it early. And literally, I mean, I did. Everyone, we got out our phones and were like, where is it? <laughs> so, Christian, when can we get Armored Mewtwo? Uh, by the time, it will be later today. Wednesday. So by the time you listen to this podcast, you'll be able to get Armored Mewtwo. And, and if you haven't from, gotten one already, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. Yes. Yeah. And you have until July 31st. So you got a pretty long amount of time. Hypothetically, this will be just like the normal Mewtwo raid. So this really is the most elaborate costume Pokemon that we've seen in Pokemon Go. Like usually mm-hmm. it's like Pikachu with a party hat. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this time it's Mewtwo with death armor. Uh, yes, and it, it should be his new armor that's from the Mewtwo Strikes yeah. Back Evolution, not the original armor from yeah. the 1999 film. This armor is way crazier than anything the original movie came out with. Like Slipknot looks like it should be wearing this armor. Yeah, and so. like they, the, the, it's like it's the difference between like like watching the original Gundam and like watching like one of the Gundams nowadays. It's just like yeah, fully different. This thing is intense armor it's so. got claws and it's like I, I don't know what the purpose so the original armor was basically to dampen Mewtwo's powers but this ah. thing looks like it's to give Mewtwo like extra weapons with which to kill things no it like, makes sense when you see the movie which I'll explain later in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that armor has a very so actual teases. function yes yeah, so that armor has like some very legitimate function in the film so <laughs> nice um, but there's also a bunch of new stuff coming uh, to, to go I mean, a bunch of yeah. it looks like you know some changes are being made to, to certain Pokemon and so I believe it's 15 Pokemon got new moves uh, some of which really adds to the relevancy both in like PvP combat and um, 
in raid battles. So some of the big ones are um, Moltres got um, a, a new flying type fast move, which makes it like the ultimate counter against Machamp. Uh, Aerodactyl uh, is basically a much more relevant rock type of uh, attacker, thanks to the addition of um, Rock Throw. And also they added a new fast type fairy move, which they didn't have a fast type fairy move in Pokemon Go before. So basically all the fairy type Pokemon were useless. I mean, <laughs> you, you couldn't you couldn't use them. They, they, you really couldn't use them in anything. And now they're they're not like, you know, they're, they're not going to like tear up the charts. Like this doesn't like change the game forever. And every other Pokemon will bow down to fairy type supremacy. But now you can use fairy types. Mm. It's nice if you like like Gardevoir or Togekiss or other yes. fairy Pokemon. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, also, another thing that they're going to do is they're changing apparently how PvP battles are going to play out. Uh, we think we're not 100 percent sure because they haven't told us about it like exactly. But we think that they're going to start incorporating some swiping type moves, kind of like what happens in uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Um, mm. with like six of you who have played that game, um, <laughs> when you use spells, um, you you're bringing the wrong to... stuff over, Nanantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, when you use swell spells, you like use your finger and like draw a symbol on it. And so they think that they're going to do something like that in PvP combat. All so right. we'll, we'll see. That's be interesting. That's interesting. I will wait to judge it until I can do it. I can't tell if you were uh, sparing my feelings by not mentioning on air that Aerodactyl is a now a better rock Pokemon than Golem is. But uh, well, I mean, I, I I know how much you care about your round rock Pokemon <laughs> like Rolly and Golem, and they're you know I'm just sorry that another one has fallen into That's instant right. relevancy. But Megan's a big Aerodactyl fan, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm appreciated. I always loved it because it was just like, I don't know, it was just looked like a dinosaur to me when I was a little kid. And I was like, yeah. dinosaurs, yes. And so I always have a little place in my heart. And lastly, before we uh, get to our deep dive, we it's an Ente? Ente. Yeah. Hey, we all agree on that all one. agree on that one. Hey. Weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, there was the uh, Pokemon Global Challenge last weekend. We crushed it as we usually did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're getting a bunch. Good of job, bonuses. everybody! Yeah, yes. thank you, thank you. I take sole responsibility. Um, yes. I did all 15 million or however many uh, challenges we needed to do. But anyways, um, they're doing another raid day. It'll be four to seven p.m. local time. Uh, Shiny Entei will be available. Um, so yeah, go and do it if you're look need something to do on Saturday. This is seasick Entei, right? Yeah, uh, he's uh, not green. He's like a brown. He he looks no. like, yeah, looks he's like just, just a browner Entei. Yeah, just looks sad. I have like seven or eight Entei's at this point, so like I'm <laughs> yeah. Entei'd out. <laughs> I don't need any more Entei's in <laughs> TVH. So, but I'll probably still wind up doing it on Saturday. Like low key bragging for. Well, actually, wait, you said Saturday. Yeah, that's yeah, my birthday, so I guess maybe. Oh I'll, well, there you I'll go. Get a shiny so they and get yourself an armored Mewtwo. Entei just mm-hmm. for Megan's birthday. So if Guys. you like Megan and you want to support her on her birthday, yes. go out and catch as many Entei's as you can please. and use Vaporeon when you do it. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please. Or just send her pictures of of Entei. Yes, just yeah. or Vaporeon just or both. I will honestly cry. I'd be so excited. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's probably what I'm going to do Saturday now. Excellent. <laughs> go. Have have some cake and catch an ente. <laughs> All right. When we get back, 
Megan went to Anime Expo. She got to see the Pokemon movie. We're going to talk about it and more. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Megan, yes. how was the Pokemon movie? Okay, so I'll preface this by saying I was not expecting much. Because mm -hmm. I was like, this 3D CG looks really weird in the trailers if you've seen it. Um, but actually, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution like made me feel some feels. Mm. I'd give it like a solid like like three out of five. I mean, it's not okay. it's not completely amazing. It's um for those of you who aren't aware, this is the I think it's the twenty first or twenty second Pokemon film. Um, comes out July twelfth in Japan. Um, but it was brought to Anime Expo early. It is basically a direct remake of the 1999 film uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back, which introduced Mewtwo, um, but it's done entirely in 3D, like, CGI animation. Um, the, so when you say basically the same movie. Yeah, so it's ba it, it cuts some things and it adds some things in terms of, like, all the same Pokemon are there, the original kind of people you'd expect. There's some additional... Um, move sets that are seen that the Pokemon are given from like generation four, which okay. was kind of surprising. Um, you know, earlier on in the film, some of the Pokemon are whipping out moves that I was like, that shouldn't exist yet. <laughs> um, and it adds some All information. Of a sudden, Pikachu gig Gigantamax. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> like, here? well, how is that happening? <laughs> no, but it, um, it introduced, um, some more information about Mewtwo's origin that was like originally cut out of the first film. Um, not the kind of creepy backstory that was cut about how they decided to make Mewtwo to, you know, because one of the scientists' kid had died. But it, it yeah, kind of oh. gave um, some well, more. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Because there may be some people who don't know it. We may yes. need to back up a bit we and go to, through yes. Mewtwo's sort of original origin from the uh, from the movie. Yeah. So if you, did it, if you didn't know, like, in the original film, it was pretty basic. They decided, or at least Team Rocket, Giovanni scientists, found some DNA of Mew. They decided to make Mewtwo the strongest Pokemon alive and enhance um, what Mew had already done to make Mewtwo. Um, and Mewtwo was not having it because he had a major identity crisis and decided to get revenge on all of humanity. In the original film, a scene was cut featuring the scientists working on Mewtwo before he was hatched or born, however you want to say it. Um, and the scientist was alluding to the fact that, that they were hoping that this cloning technology could be useful to humans because his daughter or child had died and they wanted yeah. to like clone their kid mm -hmm. so they could have their child back. Well, so I, I forget if it was in, a, you know, if I, I remember there was an entire, I think it was a cut sequence where mm -hmm. like the reason why Mewtwo hates humans is because he felt this clone, like there was a clone version of this little girl, like mm. in the tube to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it died. Mm -hmm. And like they were friends. And then like he was like, you know, screw humans. They're somehow responsible for this because he was like toddler Mewtwo at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it was it's really creepy and sad as like so many things in the Pokemon franchise. <laughs> yes. So that does not happen in this CG film. You get more of an understanding 
between Giovanni and Mewtwo and the Team Rocket group of why he hates humanity so much. That's expanded a little bit more. So it gives you a little bit more sense, but that does make the movie a little slow to pick up. Um, but once the actual film gets started, it, it was, I'll, I'll admit, for like the first 10 or 15 minutes, I was like, this is so weird. Because they were like all 3D, like... Mm. So really characters. just trying to take in the the, yeah. the animation of it all is jarring. Yeah, trying to take in the animation of it all, because, especially because it kind of felt a little hollow because obviously so much time was spent doing 3D animation. There's yeah, not as much. Size. Yeah, there's not so much as like background, like, you know, noise happening with, you know, additional characters and mm-hmm. Pokemon running around. Um, but once you kind of start moving into the film where all of the trainers are trying to get um, to Mewtwo's, you know, invitational um, Pokemon event where he wants to meet the world's best trainers. You know, it starts getting kind of cool. I will say, um, Vaporeon is in it. I, <laughs> I, oh, I, oh my gosh, guys, I was like, it was like dying. It's so cute. But I'll say like the 3D animation really suits it. The only thing I could think of that I was just like, I want this quality animation in a game because, <laughs> mm. like, it was Aww. so cute. And I know, obviously, it's not possible right now at this point just because the amount of energy it takes to do that animation. But they looked really good. The Pokemon were very lifelike. Mm. The Pokemon came off looking best in everything, you know, because they're already kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, you would expect the humans to kind of look a little bit more realistic, but they still they still didn't quite get there. They kind of, from the trailers, they kind of look like action figures. Yeah, yeah it very much I, feels oh, like an action figure, like, like film. Mm-hmm. Like, not quite, like, it's like they were going for something like Kung Fu Panda, but, like, they didn't quite get there, so it looks more like a, like a Trolls or something, <laughs> um, which, which is fine. It was just so jarring to me to see, you know, this 1990 film, 1999 film that was so nostalgic that I loved and saw in theaters again and again as, like, this updated version. So, again, it's the conversation against 2D versus 3D animation. Is but, it dark? Yes. It, it 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 very much tries to lean into more of the darker tone of mm-hmm. the film. I will mm-hmm. say this: the Pikachu scene, like the infamous Pikachu scene of the the sad one at the end where they're slapping each other, is extended very much longer. <laughs> and I just was like, "Stop abusing him! <laughs> Leave Pikachu alone!" Um, and and there's some things like I was saying with the armor earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much darker in the way that armor controls Mewtwo, which also adds into the fact why he gets so mad at humanity. Um, because those like weird claw things that you see are used to like, like wrap him up like a straight jacket. Like he's oh, like it's, yeah, like it gets it gets dark. Like in the way, like Mewtwo is basically like you have enslaved all of these Pokemon. So it's kind of that darker tone, not like rated R by any means, but mm-hmm. um, it it's interesting. I'd give it a solid three out of five. Um, I think it'd be great for like new fans who or like younger fans who who like that kind of tone and are used to seeing it in media and in film these days who might look at 2D animation because they're just, they didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, that's boring. If you show them this one, they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So they did, they did pretty well. So Megan, I, I have a quick question for you. Yes. How does Ash Petrified look in 3D? Better? Okay, <laughs> I... I actually got really kind of upset with that part because in the original film, he kind of actually looks like stone. There's like little cracks mm-hmm. and like texture. Yeah, yeah. 
In this film, when he gets petrified, he like glows white for like a solid 30 seconds. And I, it felt very more like, in, like just so supernatural when he became stone. It was so smooth and polished. It almost looked more like glass. So it didn't mm-hmm. feel as like dark and realistic mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then all the Pokemon begin crying and you're just like, I can't take this anymore. Um, <laughs> it's it still, I feel like it was a very impactful scene, but... There was something about the distance in which all the Pokemon were animated and how it kind of, mm. it looked almost too flashy. Like, it felt like mm-hmm. the original film made it more gritty. That's um, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that was that was kind of a letdown for me, but the actual Pokemon, like, fights with one another that the clones have with their originals, that one, that one was great, yep. so. I just realized that, you know, with the release of this movie, it means two out of the last three Pokemon movies have featured Ash dying. Yes. Yep. That's, yeah, that's what sells tickets, a, Christian. Yeah. Apparently. You know, <laughs> yeah, Ash like, is having a rough we're, time. We're, I, I will say, of all my humans in this film, Brock and Team Rocket come off the best. Yeah. They are so campy. I was cracking up. Like, Do they have the original voice actors? Yes. Well, except for, well, so Professor Oak doesn't show up in the film, mm-hmm. um, which is a little different um, because the voice actor, the original voice actor for Professor Oak passed away right. um, in Japan. Um, but all the original, you know, Ash, Misty, Brock, um, Team Rocket, they're all still oh, there. Oh, right, because you saw it subbed. Yeah, so I saw yeah. the Japanese voices. It hasn't, the dub hasn't been officially announced yet, but oh. it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Team Rocket, there's a hilarious musical number with them, like... <laughs> I was like dying. That was like so out of the blue and it was really funny. Um, and Brock, when he's fawning over Nurse Joy, is mm. just amped up to the nth degree. Do they give him heart eyes? Like, not heart eyes, but like he does this, like his facial expression like completely changes. I don't even know how to explain it, but it is <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Nice. Um, so they came off the best of all of the human characters. Um, all the Pokemon, I don't think I really took issue with any of them. When I first saw Onyx, I was a little disappointed, um, but like Arcanine, was it, was it too smooth. Yeah, he was a little too smooth, but Arcanine, Gyarados, like all mm-hmm. all the Pokemon, I feel like look really great, and those three D renders look awesome. God, I um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I definitely recommend seeing it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fundamentally alter, you know, the original film. It's a it's a pretty one to one remake, except for the additional stuff about Mewtwo. So nice, yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're uh, starting to run out of time, so we're going to get to the fan favorite segment of the show. Yes. Christian's Pokemon Fact of the Week. If you're new to the show, every week, right before we uh, say goodbye, Christian has been giving us uh, Pokemon facts. Some of them have been straight up gross. Some of them have been super depressing. Some of them have been a ton of fun. Yes. And so we really just roll the dice by letting Christian pick the Pokemon Fact of the Week. Mm. Megan and I have no idea what's coming. Nope. We don't know nope. uh, what it is. Nope. And uh, here we are today. So, Christian, what do we got? Hey, who? This is a pretty easy one. Who is the biggest Pokemon of all time? Oh, I know this one because it's it's what we've been sort of teasing to. It's Alcreon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, it's we, Alcreon. We forked out this pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's... um. It's it's our favorite wedding cake. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. So like the why is because she turns into a effing wedding cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So before 
this week, the biggest Pokemon was uh, Whalelord, who, yeah. you know, it's 440 Wait, pounds. Wait, she's bigger than Whalelord? Twice yes. as big as Whalelord. Holy. So then they came out with, you know, this uh, Gigantamax Alchemy, which is literally a 100-foot-tall wedding cake. It just, like, powers over the field, like, not moving. It's got, like, rock-hard berries. Um, it shoots cream missiles. Um, <laughs> oh, it my is, God. It is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. But it's a 100-foot-tall wedding cake. It's insane. <laughs> I have, um, yeah. I have questions. Oh, but, like, how does yeah. that even – so, like, you can't bring an Alchemy into a stadium to fight. If, or if you are, you can't well, Gigantamax her. You, 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 you bring it in, and it's little, you know, whipped cream form where it's only, like, a foot tall. And then you Gigantamax the sucker, and suddenly the thing is, like, bigger than Big Ben. I actually don't know how tall Big Ben is. <laughs> Alert. Okay, so like, I, this several things. One, this confirms our Great British Bake Off theory. Yep, uh, yeah. confirmed. Uh, second, um, how many calories are in this um, <laughs> evolution? Third, if you just like brought this thing to like a giant tournament and it just went crazy, I mean, like, is I it just edible cake? Like, I know you said there's I rock hard berries, but like, yeah, it's it's got rock, it's got d- berries as hard as diamonds, and it, the the missiles it shoots. Anyone who gets hit by that cream is filled with euphoria and also confusion. Like, I swear to God, like this, I was like just reading this to my wife, like the description of this. <laughs> and it, it was so, so wrong in so many ways. It's, it's G-Max move is called finale. I mean. Oh, jeez. I don't. I just, I, I, you know what? I'm going to let this one slide. Look, they take their kicks very seriously in Great Britain. And, so. and, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, but I need like, like a caloric breakdown. How many? <laughs> You're not eating. You know what? Someone out there is going to be desperate enough to try one. I mean, Al- you know, when Alakazam Mega evolves and like picks up its like six additional spoons, that is a battle for the ages. Alchemy, yes. Gigantamax versus a very hungry Mega evolved Alakazam. <laughs> Who wins? Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I have concerns, but you know what? We're not getting into that dark of a Pokemon discussion today. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. We do it every week. I know. <laughs> we're just going to we're gonna tease this one. Future episode, we'll break down how no. many bites would it take to eat <laughs> the uh, Gigantamax Alchemy. Feed. How many people can a Gigantamax Alchemy feed? Would you eat this Pokemon? Yeah. Like, I am. Feed, if it could feed a country. Would you be okay eating it? Yeah. Like, I'm already, I already have concerns and questions. And, you know, oh, what? I'm man. just going to let. Ethical- I'm going to let all of you think about it, reminisce on it, yeah. decide where you stand let on it. Let us know, find us on Twitter, and tell us if you would eat Alchemy or if you would be okay with someone eating your Alchemy if it could, like, feed a country for a year. <laughs> Oof. Get into the tough questions now. <laughs> the, uh, the, the ethical conundrums of the Poker Fact of the Week. With that, yeah, so, uh, yeah. we got to get to... Fan reviews yes. of our show because we did not do them last week, mm. but there are a bunch that have come in that I am uh, I, I, that I want to read. Uh, I'm not going to read them all because we have to. We'll have to come back because there's a bunch of them. Uh, but one of the, uh, two of them, I have to uh, specifically call out. Uh, so, in case you don't know, we love getting your reviews. They make us feel very happy, and if we read them. On the air, we will send you a shirt. 
caveat is you have to get in touch with us so we can get your address and send it out. But free T-shirt in it for you. Uh, so uh, iTunes is where you would need to do it because those are the, mm-hmm. really the only place where they aggregate them and uh, it's easy for us to, to sort of get to. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to jump into uh, our, our light. I'm, I'll probably read three. Uh, the first one is from uh, Bulbasaur Forever. Mm. Not <laughs> Christian Hoffer. I have confirmed this. Christian did not leave. Mm. This is not Christian's review uh, in an attempt to try and get a free T-shirt from I us. have doubts. Because I still don't have comicbook.com T-shirt. All I've right, been working with you guys me. for five years, for no, four okay. years. But now you're starting to get Now you're starting to get needy. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Bulbasaur Forever uh, writes this. I love in all caps, this podcast, which is saying a lot as I used to hate them. I, I'm hoping he just means podcasts and, In not, general. A, and not us. Yeah. But, but still, let me preemptively apologize. <laughs> yep. Five stars, so I'm assuming he just means podcasts in general. The host uh, talk about such a wide variety of things in, uh, in one episode, and it just continues to expand my knowledge of the Pokemon world. I now have binged, bin, binge-watched Sun and Moon anime and have made an Adisor Pokefusion, all thanks to this fun-filled and informative podcast. So thank you, Bulbasaur Forever. I appreciate that one. Uh, The next one is from Blau Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, great discussions, interesting information, and insightful views surrounding the world of Pokemon. It's as if Professor Oak produces the podcast himself. Side Mm -hmm. note, as a Columbus native, here's to hoping I'll have a TCG trainers battle with Hoffer. Oh, God. He would win. I am not very good at that game. I love the (laughs) card. I am terrible at the game. Uh, and this one, uh, I'm assuming is also not Christian Hoffer Mm. because, uh, it was just left earlier this week on Monday from, uh, Jay Gager 88. Really glad to hear the Pokemon news. It's nice that you guys take the time to review all the current going ons in the Pokemon world. Bulbasaur will always be the best Pokemon. Sorry, Vaporeon will never be as cool. I listen to this every week, and it helps get me through my work day on Thursday. You guys, uh, keep them coming, you guys. You have a fan for life. Thanks for all the hard work you put into this podcast. Sincerely, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. So, Vaporeon got, so at least Vaporeon got mentioned. Uh, so yeah, far in yeah. all of these reviews, none of my favorite Pokemon have been mentioned. Uh, wow. That's okay. That's wow. because you don't have, like, the pro Bulbasaur or pro Vaporeon you know, like we, we basically exist as propaganda. Yes. For Bulbasaur <laughs> and Vaporeon. Yes. Like, you know. Gengar is very popular. Mm-hmm. He's okay. Wow. I mean, he's fine. I mean, he's no Bulbasaur. You just, you just got to become a I've, walking billboard for Gengar. Right. Every, gonna, yeah. every podcast. If, every day it. I'm just going to put in a, I'm just going to send out a Gengar gif or something. And yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah, but Golem, yeah. like what? Come on, Golem's great. Yeah, but I, I mean, would like I, to I would like to officially challenge Jonathan to a Pokemon battle. <laughs> My Vaporeon versus your Bulbasaur. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys. So like I said, if we read your review on air, find a way to get in touch with us. I'm on Twitter at Jim Biscardi. Megan. I'm on Twitter at Megan Peters CV. Christian. And I am at C Hoffer C Bus. So get in touch with us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise. Hit that subscribe button. Smash it. Tell yeah. people. Uh, you tell people you know. Tell other Pokemon fans. If you're in a Pokemon Go group on Ooh. Facebook, those are very yeah. big these days. Yeah. Uh, let them know about the podcast. Those mm-hmm. are uh, we've been g- getting a lot of uh, fans in from there. So if you're in one, mm-hmm. drop a link in there. Do us, do us a little bit of a favor. We'd very much appreciate that. Uh, otherwise, you know, 
you can come to comicbook.com. You can go anywhere else you get podcasts. Type in a wild podcast has appeared and you will find us there. Mm-hmm. Next week is going to be real interesting. We're going to have to figure out how we're going to do that one because Megan and I are going to Comic Con. So, uh, it's oof. an all Christian episode. So, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see uh, what, what we're going to do there. Christian can host it with his two Bulbasaur co hosts. <laughs> 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 I'm sure we'll figure something out. But yeah. anyway, uh, thanks again, guys, for listening. And we will catch you at the same time, same place next week. <laughs>